What is up, everybody? I'm Scott. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to Liquid Carnage. My friend, uh, we are coming off of quite possibly the greatest weekend of playoff football ever. Yeah, they said there's been seven playoff games in history that have ended on uh, a game-winning field goal, and three of them were this weekend. Wow. <laughs> three of them were this weekend. And, and then you could you could say that the fourth game ended on the last play of the game, but it was a touchdown, not a field goal. So Yeah, but, but it did end on the last play of the game with a score. So it's, it's crazy, man. I, I tell you what, January is my favorite time of the year for football, and as sorry as I am that the Cardinals lost and they're out, um, I forgot how stress-free the playoffs are when you're not playing. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, the other thing I found interesting is how well-matched all these teams are because three of the four teams were the underdogs. Three of the four what? teams are the road team. Oh, and, yeah. and frankly, it should have been four road teams. That, I don't know what Kansas City was thinking on their last defense in, in, in regulation time, but uh, they should have won that game. Josh Allen, I mean, dude, guy's a beast. That yeah. guy, I mean, you talk about guts. I mean, he. they said they scored 25 points in the last two minutes of that game. The yeah. combined 25 points. That, that's probably the most exciting uh, like segment of football. If, if, you've, if you're trying to get someone to watch the sport and learn the sport and love the sport, uh, the last two minutes of that game um, is a great way to start because if, if that's, that's what the game is turning into. That, yeah. is, what, that is what the NFL wants. Um, it's a shootout, and those guys are going to be a problem for the rest of the league for a very long time. Yeah, no, it, I, I'm excited that the, these these teams, um, all of these teams were very evenly matched. All of them, you know, there were no blowouts in this round. All the teams were were tough teams. Uh, the only blowout that could have happened uh, turned out to be a nail-biter for my team because they can't hold on to the football. Other than that, uh, you know, everything else was uh, a very close-fought game. You know, as we as we as we roll into championship weekend, you know, you're right. The Niners and Rams. Uh, your team is the Rams. I have no dog in that fight. Uh, the Cardinals were were three and two against them all season. Uh, so it hurts when your two biggest rivals are are playing for the NFC Championship and you're out. But hey, man, I just hope both teams have fun. Uh, uh, no, you. Bengals I'm sorry. You have to root for a team because your license plate says you have to root for one of those teams. I so, don't have the license plate anymore. Oh, you got rid of it? I got rid of it. Why? I got rid of it. Um, it, the extra $35 they were charging for it every year, it was dumb. It's like one of those personal growth moments. Oh, my – okay, okay. Come on, man. Like, what's the point of having a little extra money if you don't spend it on a 49er hater? Well, I, I've been spending it on other things lately. You know, it's one thing when you live by yourself and you have expendable income for you and your dogs. Yeah. Uh, when you don't do that, and you have you live with someone who has two uh, growing girls and a cat and another dog, um, you have to spend your money elsewhere. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, Scott. So my friend, I was just in Denver for a couple weeks with the Ellises, and uh, the oldest daughter turns sixteen in a couple weeks. Uh-huh. And um, you know, and I, I said, oh my gosh, are you excited about getting your license? Well, I guess now things have changed. Like in 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 the Colorado where they are, you you get your permit at fifteen and a half, mm-hmm. but then you can't. You have to like you have to get a certain amount of time behind the wheel, and you have to register your time. You have to do a time with a, a trained 
um, educator about driving. So really the amount of time it takes, it, you, you get your permit at 15 and a half, but you can't really even get your license for about another, I don't know, six months. It's like six months plus you yeah, can't, you, you can't get your driver's license. And I remember that um, being when I was 16 growing up or 15, I had to be 15 and a half to get my permit. And then we had to do a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff very similarly to uh, getting our license at 16. See, in Alaska, when, when, when Pete and I were kids, uh, you got your permit at 14. Wow. And we're driving until, and then like on your 16th birthday, you go in for the test. I mean, that's, that's how we did it. And that's how we did it in the old school. Well, up there, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You hit a polar bear, maybe a moose. You hit a buffalo. You, you, uh, you, you crash through yeah, the yeah, garage. Yeah, you know, yeah caribou. You know, but but here's was, the things. So, but my biggest issue though is not that that they have these laws, but she took a couple extra months before she even got her permit, so she didn't even get it right when she could have gotten it. And yeah. I'm like, aren't you excited about you know driving? And and she's like. Ah. I don't know. It gives me a lot of anxiety, to be honest. <laughs> I said, oh, my gosh, how times have changed, man. Drivers now, like, oh, you know, I, I got a little anxiety and being around a lot of cars and stuff. So if I get it, great. If I don't, I'm not worried about it. And, oh, my gosh, when I was a kid, that was like, the, I mean, you just lived to get your driver's license. I mean, that was like the thing. I remember being 15, or actually younger than that. My parents, because, you know, our EP Tom's uh, almost two years older than I am. They made us an agreement. If we both got our Eagle Scouts, they'd buy us cars. So Tom, Tom got his Eagle Scout, and I wasn't far behind. And we got our Eagle Scouts well before our, our 16th birthdays. And uh, I remember getting my learner's permit. And here in Arizona, I'm not sure how it is now, but back then, uh, 25 years ago, I can say that now, which is really weird because it was. It was 25 years ago. Wow. Uh, you could either take the drivers, like the, the – the skills test at the DMV or spend four hours with your driver's ed teacher driving around town and having him instruct you quote unquote. So I, I did the latter where I had Mr. Black, Mr. Amos Black, uh, God rest his soul was my driver's ed teacher. And we had a 1986 Dodge Aries. Oh, beautiful car! With wow, the, with the brake on the passenger side too, that he could hit whenever he wanted. Yep, 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 yep. Oh yep. my God, I remember that man. Uh, we drove everywhere around town with that thing for like a week, and, and every day after school, from like three o'clock to to four thirty, he and I yeah. were in that car, and I was running errands for him, and you know we'd go to the Quick Mart, and he'd be by his beer for the night or whatever, and uh, but it was so much easier once I finished that. They gave me a little a little card. I just took the DMV when I turned sixteen. And they just gave me my license. I didn't have to take the test or anything. In fact, the yeah. only te- the only test I ever took at the at the DMV was when I had to get my motorcycle license. Okay, and yeah, I had to get I had to I had to take a test for my motorcycle. Oh no, I didn't have to take a test because I took the the training class out of the college, and so they gave me the um, the certificate, and I just had to turn it into the DMV because I took the class. Yeah. I passed the class. Maybe that's the key thing. Not only do you take it, but you have to actually have to pass it. Yeah, there's that too. There's that yes. too. Oh, good call. So, good. But uh, yeah, so so, but in today's world, it's changed so much because now with all these alternative ways to getting around, um, I guess kids don't feel so like driven to get their drivers. Oh, 
driven to get the driver license. That's good. I, I like that. I, I think that it might be a cultural difference when you're talking metro uh, communities versus rural communities. Okay, maybe. I, maybe. I, I, I do think when you're, when you're talking about the Denver area, you're right. Between the Ubers, the Lyfts, uh, there's the buses, the, the, the I'm not going to call them subways, but the rail systems. Your parents, friends, your parents, you know, friends. parents, friends. Yeah. You have multiple ways to get around uh, cost effectively. So there's not a lot of pressure to get your license when you live in a big city like that. Because I think you come across people in New York all the time that, that don't have a driver's license, have never had a driver's license, don't ever have plans to have a driver's license. And yeah. I'm sure that works for them. But, you know, someone like myself who lives in a rural area, it's imperative that I have it. One, I don't trust any Uber or Lyft driver out here. It's always surge pricing uh, because there's only two of them. And there's probably, probably more now. But, you know, for me, it's easier to have my own license and drive where I need to go instead of having to rely on public transportation. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Denver's a big city. Phoenix is a big city. I don't, you know, if I had a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old, I know it would be a lot more, uh, a lot more perils that I would be concerned about driving in a big city. Um, I, I think what I've been kind of surprised at is that the, the, the youth are not as driven as I was when I was 15, 16 to get a driver's license. Yeah. Like I, I know, I know of, uh, um, my, my, uh, child in Washington and my cousin, uh, are both in their mid early twenties, like 24, 25, you know, um, Alex is 23 and both of them don't have uh, a driver's license um, and don't really see that it's, you know, whether it's public transportation or Uber, they don't really see the need to do it. And I just thought, Oh my gosh, I was so excited to get my driver's license when I was that age. And I was just like, that was all I could think about. You know, that was like the coming of age was having your driver's license. Yeah. But now it's also, it's just also a sign of the times, you know, yeah. it's so many things that we would get excited for back when we were growing up now aren't even a big deal. You know, you know what do you think? Uh, what do you think about uh, playing a, a little bit of that subdued excitement? Is the cost of having your own vehicle and the cost of insurance, and 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 do you think that those are hindrances or those are uh, you know potential hurdles that people say, you know what, I don't need to drive that much because it's expensive to drive? Maybe you know that's a very good idea, a, a possibility, especially based on the fact that you're living in an area like Denver. It's not cheap to live in Denver. No. Um, so for what you're going to save in car insurance and gas and payments or whatever else, you might have to apply to, I don't know, an apartment or a condo, possibly a house payment. So you have to learn to sacrifice certain things and learn how to get around without it, you know? Well, and, and you know, kind of going a step further, uh, a lot of these kids probably don't have to work, so they don't need a car necessarily because they're not working while they're in high school, let's say. Uh, so maybe that's another thing, too, is that, you know, they're not working a second job or a, a job um, during high school. Um, I know that I worked. These kids I, it, well, I, I know that I worked. I started working in Alaska. You can start working at 14. Mm-hmm. And I, I worked a paper route when I was 12 and then I worked um, at a law firm at 14 and I worked, I mean, so I worked all through high school. You worked at a law firm at 14? Yeah, I was the runner. Uh, they had a, they had a, their office was, Juno's kind of built, the main downtown area of Juno's kind of built on a hill uh-huh. and it's, it's um, 7th street is the top of the street and then 6th street, 5th street, 4th street and 4th street is where the courthouse was in the state Capitol building. And so um, my job was basically to, 
you know, go pick up the mail at the courthouse, go file documents for the attorneys at the courthouse, you know, work on just, I, I call it kind of gopher filing and that kind of stuff uh, for the attorneys. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I um, never about you. Yeah. And, 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 and back in those days, I mean, when I went to the job, when I left high school I, and I didn't have my driver's license yet, I walked. Yeah. I, I just walked to, to the, the law firm. It was about a mile and a half away uh, from the high school and I just walked it. You know, so I was I was used to not having a car, but as soon as I could, I got a car, man. There was like no question I was going to get a car. Um, and so maybe maybe some of these kids, you know, also don't need to have feel the, the requirements for getting a car because there's so many other different ways to, to I travel. I think you give the you give the kids today more credit than they probably deserve for thinking on a much deeper level. Oh, <laughs> they could or shouldn't get a car. You know, I, I think getting a car to a teenager getting your driver's license represents freedom and yeah. and i think when that, that's a level of freedom that that's earned and, and and trust that's earned and you know it you know janice and i look at it, it's like well when her oldest turns 16 it's you know good you know you can get your license that's great but you have to figure out a car i mean we're not paying for it at least I say that now we have four and a half. I was going to say, yeah, I, I, get this, I get this years. thinking sufficient that um, we're going to record in five more years. And uh, there's going to be a podcast about, you remember five years ago when I said we were hard asses and not going to buy a car? Well, uh, she's doing really good in school. So we bought her a little car. <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey, this her dad can kick in too. I mean, that's fine. It's, you know, it's, we, we have time to figure out who's going to pay for the car and buy the car for her at that point too. It's yeah. Way. And, you know, well, and, and how much of it also too now is, I mean, because when I was a kid, you buy your kid a junker. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. You didn't buy your kid like a a brand new car. You certainly didn't buy him a brand new Mercedes or BMW. Like I see some of these kids now driving a better car than I drive. It's yeah, this like, is a, this yeah. is a Cobra Kai where you're buying your karate kick ass daughter a brand new Mercedes. I mean, your Janice's girls will be lucky if they get an old, you know, Ford Fiesta at this point. Yeah, if they're lucky. Maybe yeah, a three-cylinder, too. I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I can tell you one thing. It'll be a manual transmission because that's how they're going to learn. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I learned on a manual transmission. So many people now, I, I, frankly, I don't even, I mean, I don't even know what it takes. That's probably a special order now to get a manual transmission. Yeah, yeah. I see very few cars that, I think Subaru has them standard still. Oh, okay, they I, do. Okay. that Maybe Volkswagen, those might be the only ones that still have manual transmissions and some of the sports cars still have them too but i would you and tom learn on a on a manual transmission uh yeah tom's first car is a manual transmission my second uh, vehicle was a manual yep so when i had it going to going to college down in tempe i had a manual transmission so i had to learn how to drive in phoenix traffic with a manual and like learn to shift eat you know at that point you you couldn't text so it was fine because it was the early 2000s but talk on the phone when i had to and you you learn to become a, a better driver with a manual transmission, but also I think a more, uh, I guess you learn how to handle your distractions better is a better way to put it. Yeah. I could imagine being a stick driver in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh God, that'd be awful. Yeah. And, and anymore, I have no desire to do it. I mean, I, a lot of people say, well, if you have a sports car, it's a lot more fun with a sports car. And it's like, that's fine if you have a sports car, but I don't have a sports car and I don't really care to have a sports car. So I know, but by then, Scott, you're gonna be you and Janice will be making crazy cash. You'll probably buy her like you know BMW or Mercedes or something. Yeah, I was thinking Audi, but you know. Oh, oh yeah, there we go, Audi. That, that's better. That's better. 
but you know she has to survive that long too and i don't know if you've ever had to live with a 10 year old that's beginning the change journey to womanhood uh no i i haven't uh my friend has three daughters and and i kind of casually asked him about that he goes you know it's so funny I'm totally open to talking with them about it, but all those things usually go through mom. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so he kind of avoids those talks oh. as he needs to, but he's had three of them now, so he he can he's, deal with that. Yeah, the nice thing is that, you know, they know I'm stepdad. Like, they can if they want to, but they talk to me about other things, and I'm fine with the other things. Yeah. You know, and and I just – it's it's a very interesting time to be a child in this world with all the different things, uh, distractions and growing up, it's much different than when we were kids and I don't envy them at all. I, I will say that you made a, you, you made a good point that driving in a big city versus driving in our little communities. I mean, driving in Juneau, there wasn't a lot of potential pitfalls that you had to worry about. You know, I mean, there weren't like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of situations. Most of it was, kind of a rural area a lot of back road kind of driving so you didn't have you obviously you had to deal with weather and and that was a, a skill in and of itself but uh there wasn't a lot of traffic like you didn't have to drive on a four-lane highway somewhere yeah you know it'll it, it it's, a, it's an advantage to having a teenager that can drive I, i've seen that with a few friends because now i've got friends that age that or that have kids but that can drive but um you know it's i don't know there's pros and cons to it it's up to everyone's discretion and i don't know man i just i I would much rather my child in that event learn how to drive and know how to drive than avoid it altogether yeah like i i'm literally my my cousin she's uh she's in her um and she has to be very cognizant of where she lives so that she is not taking bus rides for two hours to get to school or get to her job and i thought yeah because she doesn't know how to drive you know and she makes it work but it's hard it's a hard thing yeah you know i mean that's not too far off i'm making bets with all right you have to let the kid use your car this weekend if this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen so oh gosh that's funny you see you make like little little side bets okay one, two, three. <laughs> Whoever has to do this has to do the dishes. Has if to do this. That. Kicker makes the field goal. You have to do this. If they miss it, I'll do it. You know, it's 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 what keeps relationships happy and moving. And, oh yeah. God, that's funny. That's really funny. My uh, it, it, so how much has changed, right? So when um uh, when when my grandmother was still alive, she and her uh she and her boyfriend in, in later years, she never got remarried, but she had a, a long time boyfriend. And basically they had rules. They had rules. Like um, she took care of everything on the inside. Everything on the inside was hers. Everything on the outside was his. So, you know, outside uh, yard work, car maintenance, that kind of stuff. My, my grandmother was, I clean the house. You know, I take, make sure that if we have a grocery list, then, you know, I'll, I'll fill out the grocery list, you know? Yeah. And then with my, with my mom, my mom, God bless her. She did everything. Like she was the, the primary wage earner. She was the cook. She was, you know, she was like back in those days, mom did everything. I mean, she did everything. And my dad was kind of, um, he, he did kind of, I mean, he did do stuff, but it was not like assigned duties. It was kind of like, you know what? Hey, I'm home all day long. So I'll take care of this thing. And, but my mom did everything, you know, and then in, in, with Noreen, we've kind of gone back cause I work mostly from home. So I take care of most of the stuff around the house 
and you know noreen does the cool planning of fun trips that's her yeah you know, that's 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 good that's how it works for you you and noreen janice and i are still navigating those waters but for the most part you know i go to work at 6 a.m so i'm done most days by 3 3 30 so yeah i can get dinner ready most of the time i i can i can yell loud enough or speak you know with a tone that gets people moving so okay okay move in the direction we we split the house stuff when it has to happen um it's uh it, it's never a dull moment but she and i have started watching this show on fox called next level chef the gordon ramsay show i don't know if you've watched that uh i've seen previews haven't watched it so basically what it is is there's three teams uh there's gordon's team and two other two other top level chefs they have teams and there's three kitchens there's the very high-end kitchen like everyone's dream kitchen the basic commercial kitchen and then the the basement, which is you know, oh, I feel kid- like a shitty kitchen, like the one, <laughs> yeah, like, like you and I would have. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it might work, it might not work. You don't know until you get in there. And oh, the teams don't know which kitchen they have because they have to pick a card every week at random to lift themselves in the elevator and go. And then they get a, spe- a specific protein or, or or food type they have to cook with. Uh-huh. And there's an elevator. That starts at the top, and you have 30 seconds to grab what you can off that, and then it goes to the next level, and you've got 30 seconds to grab what's left, and then the bottom level, and you've got 30 seconds to grab what's ever left. And oh, wow. Okay. So, so at the end, the judges judge each dish, and whoever, whoever, whatever team wins doesn't have to go to elimination. So we've been betting on which team wins. Okay. And I don't want to brag or jinx myself, but so far, we're, we're three episodes, and we started episode two. Uh, I am 2-0. and oh. Okay, so I, so so, um, what is the bet right now? Well, we we pick every week. The first time it was, uh, it's been food so far. Well, you know, if I'll pick this team, and if if they win, I want you to make. You know, she wanted me to make. I make a smoked chicken salad, that is oh. very delightful and very very good and and lean for the people on the go. And I decided I wanted panna cotta. So if I won, she had to make panna cotta, and if she won, I had to make the chicken salad. Oh, okay, okay. So I ended up winning, and she had to make me the panna cotta. Okay. And uh, I wanted the chicken. After we talked about it, I wanted the chicken salad anyway, so I went ahead and made it. Uh, oh, but well, this, then... <laughs> I'm also not a Wow, guy. okay, okay. So you win and you lose. Okay. Um, well, I wanted it too, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But but the next week, um, we, we placed a bet. This was last week. Um, she wanted fish tacos where I, I grilled them. I go get ahi. Uh, tuna and, and turned on the fish tacos and i decided i wanted tiramisu oh, so geez. yeah i ended up winning oh god and she made uh tiramisu panna cotta over the weekend and Ooh. i'll tell you what jason there are i i will if, if i can get that every day the rest of my life uh, i will be a happy man but it's fun like it's something that she and i look forward to every week now like what better are we gonna make and we're starting to think about all right is this food or are we going to move it to chores or whatever else? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we didn't have anything like, we don't have anything like that. Um, my grandmother and her boyfriend used to play cards all the time. They loved playing cards and uh, they would play uh, cards. And once they got to a certain like point, like if someone got to let's say 500 points then they would go out for a nice dinner and the other person would pay for it and they were pretty evenly matched so that they they usually split it you know 50-50 but that's what they played for and I don't really have that um 
we we don't really have that. Maybe we need to come up with something. The only betting that we do is uh, there's a show on HGTV called Love It or List It, where um, a couple says, hey, I want to move out of my house and buy something else. And the other person of the couple says, no, I want to just fix up this house and make it the way we want it. And so they have two teams. One person's a realtor trying to sell them a new house. One person is an interior designer who basically builds a new house on a budget. And then at the end of the show, they ask the question, do you want to love the house that I've remodeled or do you want to list it so that you can buy another house? And so we'll, we'll like bet or guess on that, but we don't bet anything. We don't bet any like a winner or a loser. Maybe you should start. I mean, it's fun. It, it gives you something to kind of, I think the good, the, 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 the nice parts about relationships where you have that back and forth and you have that ability to say, you know what? You owe me this now. Yeah. It's, it's not like, Oh, you owe me when it's like, you promised you make it. Cause you won the bet. You got some, you got something fun to hang over their head and vice versa. But it's also fun though. It's not yeah. like uh, a, a antagonistic sort of in oh, your yeah. face sucker. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're pretty competitive. So I, I'm afraid that when she does finally break through and win, I'm going to get the in your face sucker. You and might get the in your face sucker. Gonna get real about How it, do you choose the team that you're going to support? Um, usually I let her pick first and then there's two other teams left. Um, oh, and we try to do it before they decide the kitchens. Because last week, uh, episode, whatever episode it was, I, I, I had a feeling Gordon's team was going to win. And he ended up drawing the basement, the, the terrible kitchen. Okay. And I had to overcome all odds to, to win that bet. And when I say I had to overcome all those odds, those people on the TV show in the kitchen who I had no influence over had to, come, had to overcome all odds so I could win this tiramisu panna cotta. And it was delicious. And was did she make enough only for the night, or did you get it for a couple days? Oh, I, I still have some in the fridge. Oh, um, my gosh. It, so you're pretty really much enjoying it. In fact, we had our friend Andy from, from uh, season one over on Saturday night. And she had some, too, and she asked if we would adopt her because I ended up making poke, and then we had that for dessert. And, um, yeah, it was, it was oh, food. That's food. delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I um, – Okay, well maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna institute a little uh, uh, playful betting here at the house. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? Those are famous. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, we've never done it before, and our relationship is fantastic. If we break up, and episode, you know, in season six turns out to be that we broke up, then you know that we we incorporated your suggestion and it went to shit. That that's fair. That is fair, and I will take the hit on that one. That that's my bad. I suggested it. Um, it doesn't always work for everybody, but hey, you know, to each their own. So are you only betting on this show or are there other things that you've bet on in the past as well? Yeah, we make bets every so often, you know, just to see what's going to happen. And Okay. And, but primarily right now, it's, it's just the show. I mean, our lives are going so fast and furious with everything else going on. Um, it's, it's one of the few times during the week we can sit down and actually just um, be still and be still with each other. So, yeah, I, I think one thing that I have noticed is um, – Making bets with Noreen is kind of tricky because she doesn't have that competitive streak like that. So if like the bet is uh, who's going to buy dinner, let's make a bet. She's like, well, okay, I don't care. I'll, I'll buy dinner, whatever. You know, like she doesn't, she doesn't get like aggressive, like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Uh, she's not like that, except when it comes to bowling. When she's bowling, if I start to get on a hot streak and start to pull away from her a little bit, then – it's almost like, okay, the Tominate is coming back, and then she starts oh. bowling and kick my ass. Well, I mean, well, it's in the family, man. That's how it starts. Yeah, I know. I that's know. how it starts. So, yeah, exactly. Well, all right. So if, if you've been out there and you have a kid that's refusing to drive or trying to drive or uh, 
how do you feel about it? Are you going to make them or not? Or tell us about a bet you have with your significant other that, that kind of keeps things fun for you guys. We want to hear about either one or both. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all at Liquid Carnage. Or if you want to give some driving tips to our EP, Tom, who now lives in the Denver metro area, on how to avoid teenage drivers, hit him up on Twitter and Instagram at Liquid underscore EP. Yeah, I was going to say I should warn Tom that there might be a Range Rover out there with a little girl behind it. Don't scare her too bad because she has anxiety when it comes to driving on the busy highways. And, Man, that you know. that last sentence flashes me back to 2001 when I worked for the Diamondbacks and NSYNC came on their world tour through the ballpark when I was working one day. And I remember I was leaving the, the parking arena, a parking garage, right as all the teenage girls and their daddy's uh, Range Rovers were pulling up. It was a very scary moment. Oh, I'm sure that, that that was, I mean, 20 years ago, uh, NSYNC was a big deal. They were. They were, they were a very big deal. So I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, though. Um, she's talking about going to a concert in July, um, and I didn't even recognize the band name. I didn't. I'd never heard of them before. So it tells you how out of touch I am, dude. I, I hate getting old, man. Yeah. I hate getting old. On. The only thing I do know is at least I can drive. That's the yeah. only thing that at least I got going for me. And you can drive well, my friend. And I don't mind making a bet that I lose. Exactly. So, yeah. So, hey, full circle, baby. Full circle. That being said, Jason, go ahead and take us home. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you. That was Scott. I am Jason. And as always, if you never know quite what to say, just have yourself some liquid carnage.